0: Hey folks, Andrew Packer here and welcome to Trading Tips. In this video, I want to talk to you about market psychology. Uh, The fact of the matter is I've been investing for a long time. I studied economics in college, but if I could go back and look at something else again in terms of getting better market performance, I would look at psychology because even as trading has become more automated and even as more and more people are just putting their money into passive index funds rather than trying to actively manage or trade, the fact of the matter is the market is a very deeply psychological event. It is the culmination of everyone's hopes and dreams and fears and aspirations. And that's kind of an incredible and awe-inspiring thing to think about, but it can also be kind of a scary time. Like if you were investing in 2008, just watching the market sink day after day after day, having one or two little rallies there to give you a false hope, and then just sinking even more. Uh, And sometimes you get periods where the market just sort of keeps going up and up and up, and it just feels like, hey, everyone's a genius. No matter what you invest in, it's going to go up, and you're going to make money, and it's going to be great. And the fact of the matter is understanding the psychology, kind of understanding where you are sort of in this market psychological cycle, uh, it can give you a, a little bit of an advantage, at least in terms of avoiding some big losses, which I think is you know, one of the, the best things you can do as an investor. Uh, even you know, more important than making great returns when the market's going up is avoiding a big loss. If you can avoid one or two 50% wipeouts in the market over your investment career, you're going to be much better off than someone who might do better on the way up, but they get that 50% cut every couple of years on, on a big market. The correction. So first and foremost, and you know, I don't want to sound too paranoid here, but I, I think it's it's an important idea to kind of start with, is just assume that the market is out to get you. Sounds a little crazy, the market being out to get you, but it can certainly seem, seem like that at times. And when it seems like that, you're probably not going to be making the best decisions in the market when you feel like, oh, whatever I invest in is going to go down. I should head for you know, the hills. I should cash out and just put it under the mattress or bank account, you know, the proverbial mattress, essentially. Uh, but then, of course, you know, when you're going to go into an investment in the first place, this is really what you should be thinking about first is what can go wrong with this investment. If I buy an oil company, are we suddenly going to switch to fusion-powered cars tomorrow? Okay, probably not. Okay, so that's a worst-case scenario that's off the table there. What about unrest in the Middle East? Okay, there might be some of that to worry about. How much is that going to potentially affect my investment in an oil company, good or bad? So just thinking about some of these factors, starting with even some of the craziest ideas you can think of, you know, it's going to give you a a pretty good heads up and it's going to get you thinking about risk and it's going to get you uh, avoiding some of the the worst ideas that are out there. Uh, A lot of folks really thought that companies like Uber and Lyft are are great businesses and they certainly are from a consumer point of view. But if you think about it in terms of a company, they have a very low profit margin because they really don't make that much money per per ride that they do. They just make up for it on the volume. So that's not necessarily a really good business even though it's a good business from a customer's point of view. And the market's decision to you know, have the company go out at a huge IPO valuation. might have been the market out to get you. So when you think about it that way, when you're thinking about You know, the the risk and the market being out to get you, you kind of start off a little more defensively than some people like, but it also helps kind of, you know, curb some of the the speculation and some of the uh, so called animal spirits that will really get you into a lot of trouble and it'll get you buying things when you should be selling or selling things when you should be buying. So start off with a little bit of a sense of paranoia and you can avoid some of the bigger missteps in the market. The second performance tip to dealing with the market psychology, recognizing that the market as a whole is sort of a psychological beast with hopes and dreams and fears and all of that and the whole gambit of human emotions, well, it's to try to set your emotions aside Now, of course, at the end of the day, it's going to be pretty difficult to set your emotions aside. I mean, we all have our our hopes and feelings. And when you're putting money into an investment, you're essentially saying, you know, I think this is going to do well. This is going to make money. This is going to, you know, change my future. It's going to give me the wealth that I need to do X, Y and Z, have that wonderful vacation and do All sorts of, you know, life goals and the beach house and all these things. And then, you know, when the market starts going down, you're thinking, oh, the beach house is gone. Oh, all these things I planned for. Uh, You know, the fact of the matter is, you know, the market doesn't really care what you think, even though it's an amalgamation of all of these things. At the end of the day, it's just telling you the prices for various things. So if you're putting your emotions aside, what what should you be doing? Uh, if you're kind of a fundamental or value investor, you should be looking at the numbers. It might be a good time to buy a company after a big sell-off because it's trading at a discount to its price-to-earnings ratio. Uh, it might historically pay a dividend in the 3% range, and after a big sell-off, it might get up to 5 or 6%. And even though it looks like things are, are the end of the world, if you set your emotions aside and look at the facts like that, you might say, hey, this would be a pretty good time to buy. So, that's one way of looking at it. Another way might be to look at the the price chart and look at the action on a technical basis. You might see uh, a huge, big sell off, and then you might see something like a relative strength indicator flip from, you know, oversold to to less oversold. And it might be coming off that low from a technical basis. And if you're a technical trader, you know, that's where you're going to want to get in and and let things kind of get back to normal and even up to overbought again. So, if you're setting your emotions aside and you're just sort of looking at the actual facts, things might not always be as rosy as they appear, but they also might not always be as dour as they appear. And that gives you some pretty good buying opportunities as well. Now, the final bit of market psychology is to understand greed and fear. Greed and fear are the market extremes. And there's this great saying from Warren Buffett to be greedy while others are fearful and to be fearful while others are greedy. Uh, I remember this in in 2008, 2009. Uh, The fact of the matter is, you know, the market was getting pretty greedy 2006, 2007. Um, There were companies I would be buying that would... Yeah, you know, look pretty good on a valuation basis. And then, you know, a year or so later, they'd be up 40%, 80%. They might have doubled or more. And I just wasn't seeing as many good opportunities in the market as I had just a few years before. And you kind of get that sometimes where it just seems like everything that you are attracted to as an investment just looks much more overpriced than it should be. The more you invest, the more you'll kind of get a feel for when something's overvalued and when it isn't. And, you know, when you're getting to a point where it just feels like there aren't as many good investments, you know, there's nothing wrong with just setting aside some cash and just waiting for when things get you. Uh, I was doing a lot of buying in early 2009, not necessarily because uh, I thought things were over. I'll admit, I was still a little fearful in early 2009. But given the severity of the previous sell-off, you know, and all the fear that was out there, and setting aside my emotions and realizing that you know there's no way the market was out to get me with another you know 40% crash from the highs, that's when it looked like a really good time just to start buying you know all sorts of great you know companies in the market that were on sale. Now of course you know we're past that and people have a different set of fears and what they expect in terms of the market to pull off. But there's always individual opportunities where all of this is going on. So even if the overall market might have you know, sort of a a big greed thing going on, there might be a couple of stocks that are going through their fear cycle and where they're a good buy right now. Or when everything is kind of going through a fear cycle, you might already have some investments that have held up well, and people are getting greedy about that, so... In 2008, for example, the markets were starting to slide, but oil prices, uh, they broke $100 for the first time and they went up to $148 an ounce. And there was definitely a greed cycle going on there while the overall stock market was starting to go into its fear cycle. So when you understand all of these psychological components, when you can recognize kind of what's going on with that sort of behind the rest of the, the investment world and just sort of think in terms of psychology, you can avoid you know, some, but you know, not necessarily all of the big mistakes that happen out there. And by avoiding the big mistakes that happen out there, you're setting yourself up for much better investment performance over time. So that'll wrap things up for today's edition of Trading Tips. Until next time, I'm Andrew Packer, wishing you good trading and good financial health.